Hey people, welcome back to the Safe Basement. Or if you're new here, welcome. I am your host, Delight. And I'm your co-host, Kesha. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome. So last week we said we were yeah, we're going to, to do Bible study. Bible study, maybe, but we saw the necessity and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, Why let's not? do it. And as we said last week, it's not like we are experts or anything. We are just talking based on what we've learned in our yeah. few years of trying to study so the word. Bible, yeah. So how are you? I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. What's been happening lately? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> You're just chill. I'm just chilling. With but, your hair popping and all. You know. <laughs> Today, wash day vibes. Come on, call me mini. <laughs> is it Daisy mini? Like mini, mini. Okay, mini mouth. Daisy oh, yeah, that is yeah, purple. Yeah. Mini yeah. is like pink. So, so call you're me Daisy. Daisy. Come that on, was my nickname. <laughs> Bro, I remember. Old things have passed away. Old things have become new. But yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm fine. Some people went on trip. You know. You know we have. I'm trying to follow the advice we have been given on this podcast. Remember that? Yeah, remember that season two? Um, F- uh, first episode, you said travel, read mm. books. So, you know, mm. decided so to do it. Travel soon. Yeah, period. And you traveled the other time now. Oh, yes, I did. Hey, hey. Oh, was good thing. Even though it was not self care. But, but it was still. fun, though. Like, hey, hey. Awesome, you awesome. Change, see, the most important thing is changing the environment. environment. That's, yes. that's the, ah. it's very important. We need to. Because, especially those of us that live in like rural areas. So, no. <laughs> My God, not a riot. <laughs> God, if you know, I hate saying where we are from, but mm. but I beg, stars are coming out of Makodi. Period. Slimo Blaze came from Makodi. Yes, and that's from not even wasted. Hey, but he lived here. He, he, he went to school here. Yeah, Abeko. Yes, my mom taught him Abeko. Maybe she taught himself. Who knows? Who knows? So stars are coming out of here. Remas, like Afrobeat, Christian Afrobeat, Afro gospel guys. Yeah, and snares. Period. P-L-Y-R-R. Let's go. <laughs> so let's just jump right into this Bible study. So, as an introduction, I want us to start by answering why do we study the Bible? Like, why is it important? Why do people say Christians need to study the Word of God? Well, for me, I think it's the answer speaks for itself. The Bible is the. We don't have Jesus to. Jesus is not going to come to earth again uh-huh. and come and be and come and disciple us that are now believers yeah we have the holy spirit to teach us but what the holy spirit teach you what uh-huh. you have studied from the bible uh-huh. bible says it teaches us all truth and the truth is in the bible everything we need that to um live and to walk this christian race is already in the bible yeah. and so that's why we need to study the bible so that you know the holy spirit will have what to build upon uh-huh. and lead us yeah like, let me read Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen. It says, "All Scripture is inspired by God and mm. is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right." Verse seventeen. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. I think mm. this is basically the summary of why it is important to study but scriptures. Because we, it teaches us, the Bible teaches us, it corrects us when we are wrong. I don't think there's any way we would have known we are wrong if we didn't read the Bible. Of course, yeah. we have that um, inbuilt conscience, but it's like, you remember when we read Pleasing God by yeah. Asis Proud? There's one thing he was saying. He said, um, unbelievers sometimes do good things, but it's just by chance. Yes. It's, it's not because they know they that. Yeah, of course, there are some... 
very um basic things that everybody knows yeah this is right and this is wrong but yeah. there are some things you might not because our consciences are sometimes just seared and yeah. um don't know the right things and so it's like when we are doing the right thing when we are unbelievers it's just by chance and mm-hmm. because we have that conscience but is this is the bible that will give, make our compasses to be more yes, correct yes. and lead us in the right way so reading the bible it convicts us of course, reading the Bible, we don't read the Bible to be better Christians in quotes. We don't read it because um, we'll, we'll go to heaven faster. <laughs> or, or to make God love us. More, yes. Or to impress people. Or to impress God. Mm-hmm. So that's not why we read the Bible. Because to be very honest, we don't read the Bible for God. We do it for ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we need to read the Bible because we need to know how to please God. We need to know God. You can't know somebody if you don't read about them yes, and how do yes. we read about god it's in the bible yeah, that's where you will learn build himself yeah there's no new revelation everything mm-hmm. is in the bible yeah so to know about his character to know ab- about how to please him we need to read the bible so that's why we read the bible um let me quote somebody jen wilkin said the heart cannot love what the mind does not know so it's like if our minds do mm-hmm. not know the word of God, if the, our minds don't know who God is, we can't really love him. Yeah. We have to know somebody to love them. Yeah. That's the way, you know, when you say, oh, love by love at first sight, it's mm. like, nah, that's not the real love. It's when you get to know somebody yeah, and you know everything about the person and you still choose to stay. That's when yeah. real love comes. So we can't know God. We can't love God if we don't know him. And there's something that people say that is almost becoming cliche. To mm. know you is to love you. They say it on bad days. So to know you is to love you. Exactly. So when you know the person, you don't love the person. Like mm-hmm. knowledge now translates into love and adoration. Yeah. yeah. Or the lack thereof for some people that know and don't want to love. But anyway, <laughs> knowledge is what informs whatever decision you decide to take to love him or yeah. not to. Mm-hmm. And also to go back to when we read. Um, knowing God by Arsis Proud. Pleasing God. Sorry, pleasing God by Arsis Proud. He said, um, what was that? He said, um, some people will say, oh, I just want to love God. I just want to love God. That all the doctrine and all mm. those things is not important. Yeah. But it's like the doctrine is what directs our pleasing um, and loving God. So that's why we read scriptures. So I just wanted to start with that. Mm. And also, sorry. Psalm 119, verse 9 to 11. I just read them sharp, sharp. <laughs> verse 9. How can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? 10. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. Verse 11, which is my main emphasis. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against okay. you. Yeah. So we read the Bible so that we do not sin. Because we know the sins and then we are able to avoid them. Yeah. So... We meditate on the word. And you can't meditate if you had not read it before, if you hadn't studied it before. So you have to study the word, meditate on it, and then live sinless, live righteous lives. So, yeah. So, okay. Let's jump into our Bible study. (laughs) Yeah, we came with points today. Yeah, with points. So, how do you study your Bible, Kesha? Well, it's been a long time coming, but like hmm, for the longest time that I, I try to remember what I used to do in like secondary school and I used to do the Bible, mm-hmm. but I used to just read it 
and be like, oh, okay, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. I, but one thing that I know that has always been like consistent with me studying the Bible all these years is writing. I'm always mm. writing something. But lately, I write out the verse. Okay. I know that's extra, wow. but like I used to write out. No, especially if it's not a whole chapter, if I'm studying it. <laughs> ah, please. <laughs> I can't be copying Bible. <laughs> but if it's like a couple of verses, I used to write out the verse. Okay. Even if I'm studying a whole chapter, verses that stand out to me, mm-hmm. I used to write them out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what does this verse mean? Mm-hmm. Or if it's not understandable, I'll compare translations. Like what we said last week about trying different translations. Yeah. Like, um, that's why I, I, I wouldn't say I stick to one translation because a translation might be weak in translating this aspects of the Bible. Mm. Another one will be strong. So I'll just be like, and you version has a, that feature come. They'll just be like, oh, I like them. Underline the verse, you not hit compare. You yeah, see? different translations different that translations. you chose. Yes, exactly. So, you know, when you do that, yes, I basically do that. Then... One other thing I do a lot of is cross-referencing. Mm. Bibles have cross-references a lot. Especially ESV. Yes, I have footnotes. In fact, and New King James too. New okay, King New James King James too has it. Okay. Yes. And so you just see cross-references. What is another verse that talks about something like this? You're like, okay, let me check this verse. But there's something that Monkinka, <clears throat> um, when he taught us Discovery Bible Study, mm-hmm. he said, um, when you're approaching the verse, First off, don't look for another verse to interpret that verse yet. First, sit okay. with the verse. Then after a while, you're like, okay, I can now move on to... Because you like... For example, if it's an Old Testament and New Testament verse now, you're like, mm. okay, let me use New Old Testament to interpret New Testament. Mm. You now try to... For example, if it's something about law, you now use Mosaic law to interpret New Testament. It's the way we are not under the same law again. Okay. I cannot see. Basically... That's, I'll just stop there for now. Okay. Yeah, that's test, but you know. Okay, for me, as you said, journaling has always been an important part for me when I'm reading my Bible. In fact, that's something I've been doing. I don't even know who I learned it from. I can't remember I now. Right. I, I think know. it's just maybe what we saw people do when mm. we were growing up, I guess. I don't know. Just for some... Like, for the longest time since secondary school, I've been yeah. doing it. I'll read... I can remember one of the first times that I did this very... Like, clearly, my mind was when I was reading Proverbs, I think, in Genesis 3, Becky Holiday. I had one. There was one wedding just that I was using like that. <laughs> and I remember, like, reading Proverbs and then writing, oh, what stood out to me? That's mm-hmm. what I always used to do. It's like, as I keep, I walk through the chapter and yeah. then whatever stands out to me. Because let's say you're reading a story now in the Bible. It's not everything that might stand up yes, to you. Exactly. And that's why it's very important to read the Bible over and over again. Because mm-hmm, you might think, mm-hmm. oh, I've read, I've done Bible in one year now. So it's like, I know Let the Bible. Rest. It's a lie. <laughs> Go and read next year again. You've that same thing you read before. Like, and one thing I, I discovered, I go through my old um, notes of something I had read before. Yes. Let's say, because I just finished reading Matthew recently. So I went back to my old notes from Matthew from last year. And there were new things. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. So it's like you can never study the Bible enough. Yeah, you can as you never keep, exhaust it. Yeah, you can't exhaust it. As you keep reading, you might still find something that will stand out to you. So that's one thing that has I've always been doing. And then um, also recently, I started using Bible study guides and... Oh, not recently, 2021. I started using Bible study guides and commentaries. I first started with Matthew Henry because that was the one I saw my dad use mm. when I was younger. 
And then I was like, oh my God, Matthew Henry King, James English. Mm-hmm. Because there's a uh, Matthew Henry Concise and yeah. there's the expanded version. But still, the Concise, that's a no Concise. So to be very <laughs> honest, it's still very long. Like, you it's just verse one. Verse one, there's the, a whole sermon on it. And I'm like, oh my God. I can't read all those things. <laughs> I'm already struggling to read it. <laughs> so it's like, I then as I kept going, I found um, simpler um, yeah. commentaries. I found them. Um, I think Spurgeon has a commentary, of if I'm course, not mistaken. I think so. Spurgeon should have. He should have. Even if it's not in all the chapters, yes. in all the books of the Bible. But I know he has notes on some parts of the Bible. Yeah. And then even John Calvin has notes even on Joyce the Bible. Even Joyce Meyer has. But it's just okay. Like, I think she has. There's one of Psalms. Okay. And Proverbs. No, it's Proverbs. Okay. Maybe they both. But... Yeah, yeah. So I started using Bible study guides and commentary. I started using. I talked about it last with David Guzik, and his own is very a simple English because I think he wrote it like in this two thousands. Mm. So the English is very straight, straight to the point, and you can understand it. So that's one thing I've started doing. And recently, which is like when I say recent, I mean recent, recent, like mm. last week, I started using um one video resource, Bible Project. These guys, they are on U version too, yeah. Bible Project. And by no, it was not even on U version. I found it. I just was trying to read. I said Genesis again. So I was like, I want to get a big picture, mm. a broader perspective on Genesis. And then I now um, browsed and found one Bible study guide and whatever. Then I found Bible Project. And they have a whole video on the book of Genesis from chapter one. I just I even just recently discovered that Genesis is divided into two parts. Yeah. And there's a um, primeval um history that is chapter one to eleven and then patriarchal history, verse twelve to fifty. That's about Abraham and his and descendants. His descendants. So I was like, Oh, if I didn't watch that video truly, I don't think I would have known. Mm-hmm. But so I started using Bible Project recently and it has been helpful so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I most of the times too I used to check videos. There's one Grace Evangelical Society on YouTube. Okay. Anyway, but it's not like consistently. Okay. But another thing I um also do is um if I still have questions or yeah. like even if I check commentary, I check but sorry, before I go mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. go there, CPT is very is very good at something uh, there's one thing I love about CPT. Is that they do introduction to the although they just have New Testament and mm-hmm. Psalms and Proverbs mm-hmm. and Songs of Solomon, they do introduction to the chapter to the book before you do you, you see who wrote it, when it was written, yeah. why it was written, the purpose for which it was written. So if like I'm studying a particular book and it's in the New Testament, I used to go and read that CPT mm-hmm. side first. But since old New Testament doesn't old testament doesn't have it, I used to try and Google. Google it, yeah. Google You'll it find it. Like, what was happening in yeah. this era because when you know that you now be okay that's so this is why this gives you better context like yes it gives you context exactly so you not take it out of context and you know because most of the things that god told the people in the old testament to do does not expect us to do well. <laughs> so you will now be going carrying things on your head that's not supposed to be for you like Leviticus. exactly ah I, I just finished reading Leviticus. i was like god <laughs> Thank you. Do you know one day I just thought and say, Kisha, what if you were born in this period? Ah, you'd have survived there. Yeah. I would have survived. I know, but, but now that you know what's enough, bro. See, they'll say, oh, if you have if you have boil or skin issue, you should be away from the camp for seven days. And even <laughs> after that, you know, do seven. Ah, 
God is good. All the time. God is good. All the time. Anyway, so another thing I do is, so if I still need to be clear, like if I don't understand something, I try to ask questions. Like people I know that okay will know this, mm. and that's one thing I'm grateful for. Like access, I can just DM maybe a pastor or someone mm. in my church or something, and I'll ask, you know. And then, yeah, that's basically all. That's not all that's I not do, all, yeah. but like I, that's the ones I could remember. That's yeah. the constructive ones I mm-hmm. tell people. So summary is I write out the verse, you know, check other translations, check cross references, check commentaries, watch videos, check background context, mm-hmm. and have, if if that one still not do me, I'll ask questions. Yeah, and just to add one thing, I also do like when I was reading Leviticus, I am for the very first time seriously reading it for the first time because what even made me intrigued by it was when i listened to jackie's message on the holiness of god mm. jackie perry because every time i say jackie some people be like who is this jackie, jackie. <laughs> they are friends we are not friends there <laughs> it's miss Miss mrs jhp <laughs> jhp jackie hill perry so she did a message or a whole when she did her conference glory conference yeah, yeah. in 2021 i think yeah. she did um, the topic was on the holiness of God. And so she talked about Leviticus and I was like, okay, I think I should go and see this for myself. I'm going to see for myself. So I listened to her message and then I also listened to R.C. Sproul's um, series on the holiness of God. And as, as I was doing that, I was also reading Leviticus and then was I was reading commentaries. So what I just wanted to say is I listened to messages on yeah, that verse subject. or yeah on what's maybe the subject of that verse or maybe sometimes i just type someone on blah 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 matthew 25 yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that and you see messages come out of course it's not that i just can't be listening to random people if even though sometimes by the spirit of god i just be like okay let me listen let me just me listen to yeah. this person looks like i know it's not by face but sometimes i'll just be like hmm person is giving me tim keller vibes mm. let me just listen and that's how sometimes i even find new good preachers yeah from there and so that's one thing i do listening to messages when i do not understand it so um i think the next thing when you talked about um reading i know you said something about reading um the whole to get context mm-hmm. i just remembered a quote by d.a Carson that lisa Alpha mm-hmm. likes to say it a lot so i mean i say i go say i'm today <laughs> she said um a text without a context is a pretext for a proof text. Mm. I'm sure you're like, oh, so many texts. Thanks, but thanks. basically what he's saying is, let's try and use a verse, Jeremiah 29, 11 now. Mm. Jeremiah 29, 11 is very common. Yes, we say, um, I think towards you, yes, that. You can read Jeremiah 29, 11 and you like, it gives you feel good vibes, but it's like, we don't, if you just read Jeremiah 29, 11, you have not gotten the context. You yeah, don't even yeah. know who was saying, of course, okay, everybody now, we know it's God. Of course. But who was he saying it to? You say it's the Israelites. What were the Israelites going Great. to at that point mm-hmm. that he was? So that text now is a text without context now. Yeah. So the context, when you read the whole Jeremiah 29, you discover, oh, the children of Israel were in slavery yeah, and yeah. they were suffering. And that was when God told them that. And one good thing about um, knowing the context of a verse, it gives you deeper meaning. Yes. On it, it makes you understand that, oh, and it this is deeper than what than I thought surface. it was. And yeah. it reveals so much more about God's character. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, just 
find context. No, they take this out of context. And people do that a lot. They can, no. they will just and it's especially when they want to saying, preach at somebody. Because me too, I they do have sometimes. Bro. <laughs> of course, we are all guilty of it. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, there are people that it's like it's every time mm. they are just sometimes when I hear some people's like um, exegesis on verses, I'm like, okay, whoa. Okay. Even me that me like the young, young people young used star. to try and do like which one? I hate hearing that money and certain thoughts in person. That's why that's why I always come for King, King James people because of like any sports thing. I'll be like, money is not I know everybody is like, Oh, I want to make money. Who doesn't want to make money? But then somebody will be like, Money is not everything. No, I'll be like, but the Bible says money and certain thoughts in <laughs> please check yourself. Go and read it and get context. I yeah. won't tell you what is the real context. I know Just... you are waiting to hear. <laughs> I will not say it. <laughs> so that's why, like, it's very important. And then, and um, one thing I have learned is, um, um, the Old Testament without the New Testament is not complete, and the New yeah, Testament without, without the Old Testament is not complete because the Old Testament just gives questions mm-hmm. and then the New Testament is the answer uh-huh, yeah. to the question. I think uh, when Jesus came, is John I, I saw it in my John 5 39 to, exactly, yes. to 40. Verse 39. You said the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yeah. So Jesus is the answer to eternal life. And Jesus is the focal point of, of the whole the whole Bible basically. Mm-hmm. Is God's is showing us God's um redemption plan. Yeah. Um first Genesis one to two was just the creation story, mm-hmm. then three was the fall of man, and then the rest of scripture till when Jesus came is like um the plan yeah. towards humans redemption and humans yeah. salvation. I don't even know what brought me here. Okay, <laughs> I remember what brought me here in New Testament and the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. So when you just read the Old Testament, you have not gotten the full picture. And when you read the New Testament only too, you haven't yet gotten the full picture. So that's why it's very important to read both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I know people are like the Old Testament is boring. boring but yeah. just read it. Like pray. One thing I want to say when I said prayer, it reminded me whenever I open my Bible to read, the first thing I do, mm. I ever do before reading any part of scripture is I pray first and I ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate mm. the scriptures to me and tell me the yeah, meaning. The, big the um, Bible tells us in <laughs> Psalm 119, it says, There's this, we hear people say it a lot, like people say it in prayer, or like when they read, they say, Open our eyes to be able to say out of your word, you just never pray. Yeah. Amen. I remember, and <laughs> I wrote it on the on the cover of one of my Bible study journals. Okay. It was from Psalm 119. It said, open... That Psalm 119 is, is filled with a lot of verses about Bible study yeah. and the Word of God. Yeah. In the whole one ni- 176 verses, are <laughs> Chapters? Some... No, of Psalm 119. Okay, it's so I don't know how many. It's plenty. Yeah, it's plenty, <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, there are a lot of so, there. before I read my Bible, I said, um, open my eyes to build one just things out of your word. Holy Spirit, please illuminate the scriptures. Yeah. Help me not to interpret it based on my own biases but mm-hmm. let these scriptures read me and let um, me read the scriptures i i heard a quote they said um, the bible is the only book you that read. you read and it reads you and it's the only book you read with the writer mm. i was like brah that's, that's <laughs> true though it's also deep you also read the uh, hannah story with the writer <laughs> Kesha. Kesha, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm, I'm saying. I'm you just want to expose my story in this place. Excuse you. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, but yeah, when we were talking about Old Testament and New Testament, it reminded me of. I remember one time I, I went to 
um, Otupo Church and they were doing Bible study. Mm. I think what they are doing now at, from since some years ago, they started doing from Genesis to like. Okay. So I think maybe now they are like numbers or the truth. Wow. <laughs> when I went, they were doing Leviticus. I was just like, oh, we can't boring Bible study. I will go attend this. <laughs> but I was just sitting there in Bible study. Before I know, I was saying, I think I talk about Paul, Jesus. I'm like, Paul, Leviticus. Use, that's why cross references are very important. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that you can, you know, add to and two together. You'd be like, oh, so yes, it's important. Yeah. How do you read a text? I have, I don't know, it's not an acronym, but it's something I do. I first observe and examine the text. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what I do is I read it as a whole before I even start. Um, Pointing out what yeah. stood out to me, I first observe it. Like I read it, do a first reading, and just see. Mm, this is um, a common theme in this um, chapter or yeah. something. Then I go deeper by examining. I check um, who is you talked about it earlier, but I just wanted to say it again. Who is the author, and who is he written to? Why was he written? What was the purpose of this part of the Bible? Mm. Let me give an example. In let's let me use Matthew. For an example, because I just finished reading it. Matthew was written by Matthew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, Matthew, a disciple. Who did he write it to? He wrote it to a, a group of Jews. Mm-hmm. And then why did he write it? He wrote it to prove that Jesus was the Messiah. Because it, one common theme I, I discovered about Matthew is that he was going back to the Old Testament, pointing out prophecies yeah, that yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. fulfilled. Like, I think um, one of the first ones was uh, him being from the descendants of David. David so yeah. the first thing, First part oh, of yeah. Matthew, Matthew chapter one starts with um, the genealogy. You th- that's why it's very important to like try and find out why what was yes. the goal of this writing. Because to be very honest, before when I read genealogy, like like that Matthew chapter one needs to annoy me. Let me not even like so that I used to jump it and just go to Matthew chapter mm. two because I'm like I don't need this. Or this in the last part of Matthew of Matthew chapter one. one exactly because I'm like I don't need this. But when I discovered the goal why Matthew wrote it, yeah. it was because he was trying to point out to a people that. Oh, Jesus is actually a descendant of David. David. And that was the goal for writing Matthew. So I said, let me just use that as an example. And also, the second thing, after examining, observing, you interpret. You make sure you're interpreting, not from your own biases, not because, not from your own cultural standpoint. If not, if, but to be very honest, I think sometimes our culture and everything, kind of influences the way we interpret scripture mm. like when we read some of some scriptures the one that says don't wear um a what woman a to... woman should not wear what pertains to a man and a man should not wear what pertains to a woman what comes to our mind is oh trousers and skirts skirts mm. and gowns belong to women while trousers belong to men <laughs> so it's like that is coloring the way we are interpreting that scripture mm. and that was not the goal of that scripture it wasn't talking about jeans and trousers and all the things yeah and something about um interpretation also there's mm. something a lot of bible teachers and interpreters say scripture has to interpret scripture mm. you can't just go and do okay what does this mean you now go and look for all the words of the bible in dictionary okay so that means this is what it has to mean. <laughs> that's why cross reference is important scripture mm. interpret scripture mm. then i think it's just i don't know I did not have an acronym. I was oh, just okay, saying, okay. observe, interpret, okay. context. My own is recently, like last year, end of last year, I saw one post from Abigail Howard on Instagram. Okay. Because it's not for me. So mm. We know we like saying that me for my acronym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's stick with 
two k's s t i c k k okay so they said if you approach if you are reading any verse mm-hmm. you would like when you want to get your takeaways out of it s mm-hmm. is for sin to avoid the sin the sin that is highlighted in this passage to mm-hmm. avoid mm-hmm. c truth to embrace mm. i instruction to follow c character to pursue k knowledge of god the second k knowledge of me mm. so i decided to pick like maybe um first timothy chapter 6 verse 6 yes true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth after all we brought nothing with us when we came into the world and we can't take anything with us when we leave it so if we have enough food and clothing let us be content what is the sin to avoid greed Mm. Uh, what is the truth to embrace we brought nothing to this world we would not take anything out of it. Mm. Instruction to follow. If you have food and clothing, be content. Character to pursue. Contentment. Knowledge of God. This verse does not it explicitly is. say anything about God, but obviously, because God is supplying our needs, God is the one giving you food and clothing, you mm. should be content. Mm. Knowledge of me. You will not take anything out of this world when you are living it. So that's your form. Sorry. And also, knowledge of me. I might be greedy. Yes. Great is if I'm not to, to avoid. Yeah. And one thing I, I was saying the other day now, there's this thing I do as I read texts. I try to find like when there's a sin in it, I'm like, what is the root mm, of this sin? Yeah, yeah. Like for content and um, for not being contented, what is the root of not being contented? Is greed. Yeah. So if I'm not contented, that means I am greedy. Greedy. You might not want to say it, but, but that's the fact. I am greedy and I need to tell the Lord to help me. And so, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's basically what I do. Like, it's not for every verse. It's not, mm, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. work for every verse, every mm-hmm. scripture, but it works for most. So, yeah. yes. And another thing I wanted to say is like the application. Mm. Applying, sometimes you read the Bible and they'll say, oh, apply it to your life. Don't do that mouth knowledge. Sorry. <laughs> when you, I think it's better you write down how you will apply it to hmm. hold you accountable. Hmm. Because most times you read um, this, okay, God, you have used that example, and I say, okay, I'll be content. So when you have now written down that application, when I have, oh, because I have food and clothing, I'll be content. You you are accountable, but if you just say, okay, I'll be content. Tomorrow or two hours later, you will see that somebody has bought iPhone. And you know, you'll be like, God, please, why did you not give me iPhone? But when you have written it down, you have the thoughts may arise, but you'll be like, mm, mm, mm. I just remember what I wrote down because most times you need to, you write things to remember. Mm. Yeah, so. Okay, and I just remembered an acronym too. There are so many acronyms, to be very honest. Mm-hmm. Bible study is a, a topic that will never stop being discussed because yeah. a lot of people have issues with trying to understand the Bible and all the things. Um, it was Tim Keller. Um, he did a video and him and his wife, it was a panel discussion. And he said there is an acronym him he uses is T-A-C-S. T means teaching. A means adoration to God. C is confession. And mm. S is supplication. What I mean is like, when you open a text now, I, I started doing it recently. Like when I open a text, um, a whole chapter, and I finished reading the chapter and I've written out all the things. Yeah. Let me use an example of, let's say, Matthew chapter 5 yeah. that talks about the Beatitudes. Beatitudes. So, of course, that whole text is a teaching. Mm. So, I have already classified no, it teaching. that the whole thing is a teaching. So, I'm like, um, what am I learning about God? Adoration to God. What is in this chapter that 
um I can praise God about. Um blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. That means because that is to tell you under as you read, <laughs> it's telling you that God is pure yeah. and God is holy. And so I too should be. should be pure to see God. So that is like so it, it at that part I'm like praising God that He's holy and He is pure. And then confessing my sins, I'm like, oh, I am not pursuing purity at this moment. Yeah. I'm not pursuing holiness. I confess the sin of impurity and um, immorality and all the things. Then S, supplication. I pray and I ask God to help me to stay pure. And yeah, that's one acronym. And under, when I talk about observing and examining scriptures, another thing I do is I look critically at the parts of speech used and the tenses. I think when we read the Bible, um, we tend to forget that it's also a literary text. Mm. So it's like how you will read, like for literature students, I'm not a lit- I didn't do literature in secondary school, so I can't really say, but I think um, you try to read and be like, um, is was this in written in past tense, yeah. present tense, future tense, and what are the parts of speech? Um, is this um, a noun? Is this a verb? Is this an adverb? Is it an adjective? Um, and also um, figures of speech. Was this a metaphor? Was this a hyperbole? Mm. I can give an example. I can use an example. I can give an example of hyperbole or is it metaphor? I Me, mean, I don't know this figure of speech. But that part that Jesus said, um, remove the log of wood in your mm. eye before you remove yes. the speck of dust in your neighbor's eye. Is that hyperbole or metaphor? Mm. Metaphor, it's an, maybe. It's metaphor. an exaggeration in a way. Exaggeration is hyperbole is um, cut off your um your if your hand, hand causes cut, you to see cut it off. And where, where he also said um as because it is impossible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, mm. it will be impossible for a rich man to see. Yeah, that's, that's a hyperbole. Yeah. So you so. see, the Bible is literally a an interesting book. It's yeah. a literary work. The Paul most, used sarcasm a lot. You know, remember that part in Acts? That's one of the funniest mm. things that ever happened. That I think has happened in the Bible. That part where somebody said they should slap his mouth. <laughs> They just laugh false, man. What did Paul even say again? I don't know. I, I can't forget it. I, I know that it was so funny. But read Acts to find it. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, let me give an example of like trying to find, um, like observing and examining a part of a text. Um, let me use Psalm 119 verse 55. It said, I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. So you see, it's you reflecting and meditating on the word of God, mm. on who the Lord is, reflecting on his nature. And therefore, therefore is a conjunction. Yeah. It's it's leading you to another thing. It gives you cause. Yeah. It gives and you action. reason, action. Therefore, I obey your instruction. So for me, what I learned from this is coming to know God for who he really is makes me obedient. It makes obeying him easier for me because when I know that I can trust God, when mm. I know that God is trustworthy, I know that God is holy and therefore he cannot sin, mm. I know I can trust him and it makes me obey him easily. So mm. yeah, I just wanted to add that. Okay, so there's nothing else. I think that's like... <laughs> we, have, that's the end. We, have, we have tried to do our best. We just hope... We don't do our bits. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, last before we go. Remember when we were discussing about um, how knowledge pops up? I yeah. think it, this would be a good place to mm-hmm. to talk. This is a segue. Yes, this is to a segue. talk about. This it. is the caveat. We can go into a rabbit trail. Yes. So I just wanted us to bring it. 
<laughs> I wanted to first say before we talk about that, I think um we don't study the Bible just for knowledge. Mm. We don't just study because we want to act like we are more intellectual than the people yeah. who have not studied Sorry. scripture. No, we study scripture to draw us closer to Jesus. If we are not studying scripture to be drawn closer to Jesus, then what makes us different from the Pharisees? Yeah. Because the Pharisees were like they knew the scholars. They knew those scrolls like the back of their hands. Mm-hmm. They knew all the laws. They knew everything. But still, in their attitude and in their yeah. behavior, their car their character, they were still not living like people who were it didn't measure up. Yeah, it didn't measure up. They were not living, they didn't um have the fruits of the spirit. They didn't have love. They were not joyful people. Yeah. They were not patient. Yeah. So we don't just read the word of God just because we want to have knowledge and we want to be Impressive. better and super Christians. We are the ones that will have 10 mansions in heaven. Mm-hmm. No. So I think this is a good place for us to talk about um knowledge. knowledge. Okay. So let's set the verse that says it. Okay, knowledge. Okay, about the verse that talks about knowledge also. Uh, okay. First Corinthians one. 8 1. Wow, I thought it was a proverb. Mr. Sarcastic 1. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Why are these people showing me 8 1? Yes, it is. It now, is why. Regarding your question about food that has been offered to idols, yes, we know that we all have knowledge about this issue, but why knowledge makes us feel important? It is lost that strengthens the church. Let me tell read this in KJV. Let me read this in NKJV. Mm. It says, now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but, but love, love edifies. edifies. Mm. So we don't read the scripture just because we want to have knowledge. Yeah. But we don't do it just to develop knowledge. Yeah. That's why, like, one downside of like knowing so much is that we become puffed up. We feel more important. Yeah. So yeah, we we we, we ranted about it to each other, but we're like we're going to bring it up on the podcast how people will feel. like how people feel more important because they know the word of god yeah, more than, than another person let's let me give an example on social media now that is the place that is more prevalent mm. let's say somebody posts a scripture and doesn't like interpret the text well well and you know that this is not interpreted well how can you love this person well to teach the person it's not by going to the comment section exactly. and coming to write one long thing there's this thing that um, um, church dude with a sign said mm-hmm. um your arguments your comments your argumentative comments changed yeah, my, my, my perspective said nobody ever nobody True. has ever read a comment and it's like oh i'm convicted of my sin <laughs> so no that's not the best way to approach that thing. i think the best way is to go into the person's dm and be like hey like you don't just come at the person and be like Ugh. So, as an authority in the scripture, yeah. let me tell you this. No, you come with love and you come as a friend. I'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? Like, you can even make it so informal. You're like, yeah. hey, hey, what's up? Um, Can I talk to you about this? And then, can we have a discussion about um this write-up you put out? Mm. And then, from there, you'll be like, oh, can I give you my opinion? My opinion. Be respectful. Don't just come at somebody. God does not need you to defend the Bible. Mm. So like I feel one thing I'm always I'm always um wary of is feeling whenever I study the Bible whenever I learn something new I'll be like okay God please help hmm. me to stay humble despite because this thing Paul was saying said um the Corinthians they were basically talking down other people that were eating food that was offered to idols offered to idols yeah. or food that was maybe unclean or something mm-hmm. they say okay you you have knowledge knowledge pops up but love edifies that's basically hmm. what like was saying. Mm. 
maybe somebody who makes an off post mm. you know you you don't you don't come at the person with knowledge or mm. you will now go to the comment quote bible add commentary do this do that <laughs> say it in the greek in the hebrew the aramaic <laughs> say it in all the languages and be like for this reason you are wrong that's not the right way to go you mm. just love the person into correction yeah and if the person decides not to get your point of view you get out Bam. pray for the person pray yeah. That's one thing I'm beginning to learn. Like when I go through Instagram or Facebook and I see somebody that keeps posting of erroneous things, yeah. things over and over again, and I've heard that people have spoken to this person. What should I do? Even though I don't know the person, I must not spend um, two million hours praying for this person. Mm-hmm. Just um, two minutes, if I have a minute of hey, a sentence, I just drop a word and be like, mm-hmm. Lord, please let this person come to the knowledge yeah. of this scripture. Obviously, Let this person word. learn the truth. And I move on with my day. And another thing I've learned is you must not comment. Mm. You do not have to. Like I said, God doesn't need you to defend him. Mm-mm. He doesn't need you to defend him. Like, learn to humble yourself. And when, as you said, one thing I get worried of when I read um, the Bible and I learn all the new things is the, the thing you said, um, there's a way you can start feeling more superior and you can start feeling like you know more than these mm. other people because obviously you might actually know more than them but you should learn humility and how for me how do I learn to stay humble when I learn a lot of things number one I pray and I ask God to help me to stay humble let's not just be I'm learning these things just for learning's sake. Yeah. Let it be that I am also putting the word into practice. I'm not just accumulating knowledge. so much knowledge and then there is no fruit in my life to show for, like with the knowledge I have learned. And another thing I do is learn to not co- comment at all. Mm. You do not have to comment on whatever that person posted. It's mm. not, it's not it's your not job. Especially when you're, you don't even have um, any connection with this person. Most times, people will not really listen to somebody they That's are not acquainted exactly, with. Like a stranger on the World Wide Web now. Yeah. And something else I do, like what even helps me stay humble is like, knowledge comes with responsibility. There's hmm. something on Quinta is to tell us, like, to whom much is given, much is required. Hmm. I think you used to tell the people that I was supposed, like, when we were going for a conference, he told them that those people that are coming from the villages, hmm. we are not sure of the kind of doctrine they are learning. So you are responsible because you know you are responsible to tell them. So when you see knowledge as that sacred and it's a huge responsibility, you don't even have room to be puffed up. Hmm. <laughs> you just be looking for ways, okay, God, how can I use this knowledge to help people, to help me first and then help people around me? Hmm. And another thing I am learning to do is whenever a topic comes up in real life or mm. even on social media and people are discussing it let me just use real life scenario let's say a topic comes up about legalism which at this point i know quite a lot about legalism and then everybody's giving their point of view and quoting scripture and somebody just talk one often i've just been, ah! i just keep quiet mm-hmm. and i listen that's what i'm learning to do listen mm. like i don't even have to give my opinion exactly like it's, I don't have to give my Most opinion. Most times, if, I, if people are having conversations about things like this, and if it's not my friends, and I, like if you don't ask me, I will not even say anything. Hmm. I'll, just be like, oh, hmm. I'll just be listening. You think that I'm... Your mumu, you don't know Bible, anything. I'm hearing about the Bible for the <laughs> first time in my life. I'm like, what? Wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and that helps you to be very honest. It helps you stay humble. You don't have to give your opinion. And So just to summarize, how do you stay humble after acquiring so much knowledge? Number one, you pray 
Number two, you do not have to comment or you do not have to give your opinion. And number three, as she said, with much knowledge comes much responsibility. So you learn that I am responsible for all the things I know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. We are done here. So see you guys. Peace. Peace. Remember to follow us on our socials at the Safe Basement Pod, at the DD, and at Keisha Dogsa, all on Instagram. The podcast is live on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Share this podcast with your friends and just engage with our content. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.